Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff. Thank you for stopping in. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to go over this week, but uh, first off, uh, you know, last week or last episode, I was not feeling too hot. It was kind of a short episode, but uh, feeling much better now. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and get right into it. But uh, first off, we've got the uh, the links in the description for the different ways that I uh, have my portfolio set up: Crypto.com, uh, Binance, Webull, and uh, ETrade. And uh, yeah, so if you want to get started, please use the link. It uh, gives both of us a little uh, head start or, uh, you know, a little bit of a boost to get going. But uh, yeah, that being said, you know, we are still looking at uh, some yield curve uh, problems out there, I'll say. You know, we got the uh, the two year and the 10 year getting closer and closer to each other. And then they uh, finally did invert uh, last week. And then, uh, you know, they turned positive. And now we are looking at, um, you know, the, the yield curves actually flipping now. So we are looking at, uh, generally speaking, 70 to 80% of the time we see the two-year and 10-year yields invert. That is going to lead to a, uh, a recession. And I've said that before. I've been kind of warning about this. We had these numbers happen before the pandemic and then a lot of that uh, stimulus and funding. And everything that was going on kind of propped the, uh, the the market up. So now we're actually looking at a real chance for a recession. Um, now, I'm, I'm not totally concerned about that for a couple of reasons. Um, as, as we all know, I want to buy through the dip and I want to stock up on these, uh, these stocks that are going to be at a better price. But now that being said, why am I not so concerned? Well, we've got uh, GDP numbers right now are about 7% versus the five years prior to the pandemic, they were around two, two and a half percent. So now we're the, the economy is running hot. We've all seen it. We see the inflation. We see the higher, you know, prices on homes, cars, uh, via, you know, fuel, you know, vacation, going out to dinner, any which way we look, there's, there's higher prices. So ultimately that needs to slow down in order to get that GDP right back to where it needs to be. And now if if you're looking at the actual definition of a recession, it's two slowing quarters of that GDP, two consecutive quarters of slowing GDP. So when we're looking at where we have been coming from, it's going to be really hard to outpace that 7%. We need to get back to that uh, that happy medium. So it doesn't necessarily mean that the world's, you know, going to collapse, the the sky's falling, anything like that. But what it does mean is that uh, we got to see these numbers come back, back, excuse me, come back down to reality. And they're not there yet, but uh, ultimately, with all the the interest rate hikes and you know things coming back online, um, you know, between supply chain and employee uh, problems, people trying to find employees for these all these open jobs out there. We've got to uh, we've got to kind of pump the brakes on where we're going, 
And ultimately, that's going to mean that some things are going to slow. Um, now, like I said, how is this different from other problems in the past? Okay. You know, when we were looking at like the Great Depression, Great Recession, we saw a lot of different problems that we're really not seeing today. So, you know, back then in, in the those times, unemployment was at like 10%. It stayed at 10%. And right now we're at like 3.8% and it's trending down. So there's more people that are returning back to work and there's enough jobs out there to get more people to work. Right. Versus in the, the Great Depression, you had that 10 percent. There was no jobs. There was no people looking to pay more to get workers. There was none of the situation that we're in now. It was quite the opposite. So we have uh, a overheated economy that needs to pump the brakes right now versus an economy that stalled. They had negative GDP, meaning they went from uh, that 2 percent to the next quarter. They were down minus 3 percent. Uh, to where there was no growth in that GDP, and they shot to the downside. So we want to go from that seven to that two, and they had gone from a two to a minus four. So we still want that growth. We want a little bit. We want to sustain that uh, that good churn without going negative. That's when you're going to see those real big problems. So what we're really trying to do is just slow it down. Um, you know, that way the inflation comes down. And uh, a lot of the different problems kind of sort themselves out. So that's where we're at right now. Um, I definitely think the housing market needs to cool. We've definitely seen that. Uh, you know, first time home buyers, I don't even know how you're going to get started. Um, I'm, I'm guessing zero down or, you know, small percent down on some of these different homes that are out there between people having uh, more college or, or student debt. And then, uh, you know, couple that with the amount of uh, you know, the, the rise in house prices and then entry level jobs still aren't paying enough to to pay for a lot of these home prices out there. So uh, hopefully we can get that balance back in check to where, you know, people are making enough money. And uh, at the same time, the, the home prices aren't outrunning the, uh, the wage bumps that that, you know, entry level jobs or even any jobs are given. So that's all, all out there. We're, uh, we're definitely keeping an eye on that. But within 18 to 24 months is when you typically see this recession kind of take place. So probably towards mid-23, end of 2023, uh, maybe even quarter one, 2024 from now. That's kind of where we're looking. Uh, but most of the time, it's around that 18 months. So keep an eye on that. Now, what do I think we should be doing? Or what am I going to do? That's a better way to put it. Um, I'm still looking to, uh, keep some cash. As I said, last time with, uh, the run that is in a lot of these stocks right now, over the past couple weeks that we've had, uh, might be a time to take some out, maybe have a uh, 10% or more cash on the sideline, ready to go for any kind of big dips. Uh, that's certainly one way that you can kind of plan for that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, if you want to stay fully invested and just kind of keep doing that dollar cost average, that has been uh, working out for a lot of people. Um, you know, we, we saw at the beginning of the year, we had that uh, pretty decent drop. So if you would have bought all your, you know, your funded your IRA for uh, for 2022 uh, right at the beginning of January, you'd probably still be down versus if you bought every week, um, you know, you'd be buying it lower. And now hopefully we're going to start trending higher. 
And uh, I did want to point out that a recession doesn't always mean that the stock market is going to go down. We've seen that plenty of times in the past where we'll go through the recession and uh, the S&P will actually kind of eke out some small gains. And, uh, you know, single stocks often do better in that kind of situation, too. You really want to be buying quality. Um, you know, when we look at past recessions, we saw Apple in the 60s or before that it was, you know, 15 bucks, something like that. Same thing with Google. You know, Google was available for, you know, $100 or whatever the price was um, in 01, uh, 02 time frame. And now, you know, they're up to 3000 and that's because it was a quality name. You know, a lot of other names didn't really survive that uh, tech bubble. Uh, some certainly ran up and then just got crushed. But uh, well, actually, all of them really got crushed. But uh, there were still a lot of quality names in there that you could have bought at a great discount. You just had to kind of sift through the weeds and see who was really going to be the key players in that space. So that's kind of what I'm thinking we're going to do here. Also, we're going to look for the names that are really going to stand the test of time and uh, really be selective in what we're looking to buy. And if an ETF fits you better, that's still a, a great way to go about it. But um, yeah, just just certainly pick your battles, plan for it now, keep that cash on hand uh, or just continue to buy through that downturn. If uh, if you got that timeline for, um, you know, to, to allow the market to really rebound and have, uh, you know, meaningful gains going forward. If you're closer to retirement or into retirement, it could certainly mean it's uh, more time to take some cash off the table or or take some stocks out of, and go into cash rather and you know or even go into bonds go into some other safer investments i would probably be getting out of growth and you know probably trying to limit your exposure maybe go into some gold some things that are going to be a little bit safer utilities things like that where you know they're still going to have that need and they're still going to be making that uh you know two three percent dividend whatever you're looking at on a utility or some of these other safer plays uh, would certainly be better than, you know, being tied heavily into growth if you're trying to get into that retirement uh, age, even in the next five, 10 years, I'd say it'd probably be a good time to think about moving some of it out into some safer place. But uh, we are going to be looking at the uh, investing challenge for week 15. We're going to do a quick recap on week 14. We've also got some news out of uh, China with some some big tech names over there that we're going to take a look at. But uh, I'm going to take a quick break. We will be right back and we will get into that news. So stick around. All right, guys, I am back. I would definitely appreciate if you could take a minute to share this podcast. Uh, it would mean the, the world to me. I don't really do any marketing or uh, have any sponsors at this point. So if you could uh, certainly push the word out there to get uh, other people listening. I would certainly appreciate that. Uh, if you want to sponsor us, you can go to anchor.fm slash let it grow and uh, contribute for as little as 99 cents a month. And uh, with that being said, we are going to continue on to what we've got here. So we've got some news out of China, right? Um, where we've seen all these stocks uh, kind of rallying up this week. You know, we had Alibaba up 2.3%, JD up 2.5%, Baidu was up like 6.5%. And uh, yeah, I mean, Baba was in the 80s, I think they got down to, and now they're about uh, 110, 115, something like that. I will pull that up here in a second. But uh, the news that we saw was that, uh, you know, China reported that they're considering sharing key information that would allow uh, these different Chinese stocks 
to continue trading publicly in the U.S. Uh, something around 200 stocks they are considering um, giving us that information, all that uh, you know, different monitoring that they do, all the accounting that we need, and uh, that would allow these stocks to remain on the U.S. exchanges. So that's why a lot of them jumped. You know, they've been beat down on the fears that they were going to be delisted. And uh, ultimately, you know, that would certainly hurt these companies here in the way of the stock price. You know, Alibaba is still going to thrive. I think they're still going to be a great company. They're probably one of the top growth stocks uh, and one that's way undervalued when you take out the uh, the the fear of getting delisted and some of the different China problems. But right now, I, I still think that they are way undervalued compared to, uh, yeah, I'll say Amazon. It's really hard to compare the two because they're so so different in the way of the geopolitical spectrum. They're kind of similar companies, but uh, in a completely different space. So it makes it really hard to value uh, each side by side. But uh, oftentimes, we're going to compare the two when we're looking at... Uh, uh, you know, Amazon to Alibaba. It's just kind of kind of the Chinese uh, Amazon, if you will. So, uh, yeah, like I said, we've seen these these run up. And it, it certainly if you have a, uh, a tolerance for the problems that can be going on over there, I think these are still some uh, some great stocks, some great companies at some great prices. And, uh, you know, if it's something that fits your uh, your risk tolerance, it could certainly be something that uh, I would look to buy into. I'm already into Alibaba. I'm already in Neo. Uh, I've been getting beat on both of them. But uh, ultimately, uh, I keep watching them. I keep thinking, should I be adding? Should I be adding? If they were just American companies, I would certainly have already have added. There is no doubt about that in my mind. Uh, I have bought a little bit more Neo. I haven't bought any Alibaba. I am certainly watching it. But uh, those China fears are real. And uh, the fact that they said, you know, a couple weeks back, hey, we're, we're going to get delisted. It really makes it hard to want to buy these, these names, not knowing what the future holds. If they're going to be uh, only on the, the China exchanges, then it makes it really tough to go ahead and buy it here. Um, that's just kind of protecting your money and watching where things are going. Um, but yeah, if we go ahead and get we get that clarity. Uh, I think you're going to see some massive runs from these two. I mean, you're, we're going to get Neo and Alibaba back to where they were before all these announcements and all these problems. Uh, and that could certainly mean a lot of uh, gains to be in those. But it's uh, it's kind of a coin flip at this point. And if they uh, do give us these uh, these documents and all the information that we need, is it going to be on Alibaba? Is it going to be on Neo? Uh, I think it probably will be. Just on the fact that, you know, these are some of the main names that we look to to trade. But, uh, you know, it could be other names that we don't really want to hear from that uh, they go ahead and give us all the information for. And they say, oh, yeah, by the way, Alibaba's getting delisted. We don't want our main, uh, you know, retailer on your exchange anymore. And then we're back to square one and then you really get hurt. Um, so take that risk with uh, with a grain of salt. Know what you're getting into. Understand that there's certainly problems. Uh, yep, yeah, Alibaba is at 110 currently, uh, about 54% of upside to a price target around 169.75. And um, yeah, I mean, certainly a lot of room for growth there. Let's take a look at Neo real quick. I know some of their deliveries have been really going positive too. 
currently 2193 uh average price target on this 4473 for a 103.9% of upside so definitely a lot of room to run on this i certainly think we can get back there on both of them um, we've certainly seen it before in Neo where they drop and then they have these massive 40%, 50% run-ups. Uh, it's seemingly in a week. So we can certainly see that again. Um, you know, I mean, last year, I mean, yeah, even last January, we we're at like 58. So, you know, we've, we've come down quite a ways. Uh, February, then, you know, by February, we dropped down to 39.28. So it, it just... Uh, you know, but then we rallied from April to when we rallied to about uh, middle of July. So, I mean, like I said, you're, you're going to get these big moves out of these growth plays. Anyhow, couple that with the fact that they're Chinese growth plays and uh, the, the swings are going to be even more volatile. You really got to be ready for what you're getting into if you try to get into these names. But um, ones that I certainly think are uh, are worth a look. And, uh, you know, I mean. It's it's at your own discretion, though. Just keep that in mind. But uh, OK, so we had the week 14 investing challenge. And um, where do we end up here? We are going to be buying this one on Monday. We had we had uh, some names that we had already previously added to the Webull portfolio in uh, Shopify, Ethereum, QQQ, the uh, Invesco uh, large cap tech ETF and uh, NVIDIA and Ford. And ultimately the group decided that we're going to be adding about 200 or adding $200 to Ford on, uh, on Monday. We're going to be doing that around lunchtime. Uh, let some of the news digest from over the weekend. And then we go ahead and we, we buy on, on around lunchtime on Mondays. That's what we do. Um, so that's been working. Okay. We are finally getting back closer to positive on uh on the Weeble portfolio it's been uh been rough when we bought uh nvidia on week one we were right over 300 dollars, and then it had that massive drop down to you know the 210 level uh we started buying again and or i started buying in my brokerage in uh in that 220 price point and we really rallied from there uh, so that has actually come back up. Shopify is still kind of a dark spot. We bought that one. And then they dropped massively too. Um, where are we at though? We are down currently 1.75% on the uh, the Webull portfolio. So we are getting back up close to, to flat. And hopefully with some of these picks and some turnaround in the market, we can get back up there um, to some... To, to finally see some green in this account that would certainly be nice but um yeah then going forward we've got some uh some different retail names that i thought might be good for a recession that's kind of where we're looking right now um so we are looking at uh five different names this week as always we have got um uh first pick is going to be costco the uh, the retailer bulk buy a bulk buy store retailer you can get everything from um, you know your meats and and paper products medicines and uh, you know shampoo all that type of stuff to um, your your gasoline for your your vehicles and uh, you know they've been really a great uh, retailer through all the pandemic a lot of people have kind of leaned into these stores to buy in bulk to stock up to have things on hand. 
Uh, they are a cash generating powerhouse. They've got about $12.41 of EPS. Uh, PE is a bit high at 46 times, but uh, that chart is pretty impressive. It uh, is pretty much just a, a sh not straight run up, but a gradual run up. Nice, uh, nice green mountain there, if you will. So that one I, I definitely like. Got a 0.8 uh, beta, so less risky than others. Um, the the dividend is only about a half a percent. They often do a special dividend uh, where they will just issue you know a four or five dollar share uh, per share uh, repair payment on those uh, those shares, and you get credit that in your account. Uh, so that one is definitely one that I think could do well during a time of a recession when people are going to buy uh, in bulk. They're going to try to stock up and have all that stuff, have more dinners at home, things like that. Uh, now we go to Target. Uh, we've talked about Target before. They are uh, really leaning into the uh, the pickup and delivery. They're, they're really leaning into that side of the business. That's really done well for them. They are trading uh, pretty reasonably at a 15 times PE. Uh, beta down at 0.8, also the same as Costco. Better dividend at 1.7%. Uh, now your analysts are going to say 30% of upside on target at uh, average price of 275 versus a current price of 210. When we uh, pop back over to Costco, average price target of 583. Current price is 575, so you've only got 1.4% of uh, upside. Now, I do think it is a great company. I uh, definitely think that you know the, it appears already that the group wants to go with Costco. Um, you know, so that kind of surprises me with the limited upside, the higher PE. But like I said, it is a great company. I do think that they're going to survive any kind of recession and come out with uh, with flying colors. Um, we're going to look at uh, Walmart real quick. Currently, we've got uh, a 30 times PE on this dividend at 1.5. So Target is going to come in cheaper on that PE at a 15, slightly better dividend yield. Um, now, when we look at the analyst side of things, we've got uh, only 8.7% of upside for a average price target of 164. Um, bring up. The next one, Dollar General. You know, I thought that might be a good play with people wanting to uh, shop for some deals and things like that. And you know, again, those those products that uh, are going to be at that that you know value price point, we're going to get a lot of the value shoppers coming here. But that also could hurt a company like Dollar General when you're trying to stay at those low price points. It can often hurt your margins in order to. Um, you know, keep that name and have uh, products that are at that price point. I know they are bumping up some of their prices um, between some of the different stores are getting up to that dollar and a quarter or, or even more in some situations. So that is definitely one thing that they are doing. They're kind of pushing that envelope. But uh, ultimately, it's still uh, if you get that margin compression because they can't uh, raise their prices because people are going there specifically because it's cheap. Uh, that might be a, a kind of a, a headwind for them. But uh, yeah, PE at a 21.9. We've got the quarterly dividend at 0.99%, currently trading at 226 and 11.27% uh, of upside for a average price target at 251. 
Now, the last one we're going to look at here is going to be TJ Maxx, TJX. Um, now, currently, that's going to be trading at $60.89, uh, a 1.95% dividend to kind of weather the storm as well. We've got a, a PE of 22.4 uh, times, which is uh, probably on the, the higher side for them, I'm going to guess um beta is 1.1 so a bit higher than the other ones at 0.8 uh but you do have some good upside on this one we've got 29.8 uh, percent of upside average price target is 79 so when you're looking at the numbers there i really kind of lean towards the target uh you know you got that lower pe i don't think you're going to get so much of a pe compression uh in a name like target where you might have uh some of the other ones, especially like Costco, might bring that PE down to, uh, you know, a, a 30, 35, which could certainly hurt them. I don't think you're going to get a uh, target for sub 10%. So I don't think that there's so much downside on target. Um, you also got a good dividend. And uh, I believe that dividend raised uh, the compound annual growth rate of that has been pretty good for them as well. We could pull that up. But uh yeah, that's uh, that's probably where I would go. But uh, it looks like the group wants Costco. I'm not going to argue that one. I definitely uh, like to see what everyone is interested in. Uh, I know we talk a lot about growth stocks and the cryptos. Um, I do like a lot of safer plays too. But uh, a lot of times, you know, it doesn't seem like everyone else wants to hear about uh, safe plays. They want the the moonshots and the big growth and the good stories. But uh, I'm up for talking about any of it. So if there's a stock you want to cover. We can certainly take a look. We'll take a, a closer dive at anything that you guys want. So go ahead and uh, ask some questions over at the Let It Grow Investing uh, page on Facebook. Go ahead and get your votes in for the Week 15 Investing Challenge. Sorry, my phone is ringing. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, go ahead and take a closer look at all those names on the next episode. But uh, that's what I've got for you guys today. So please get out there and vote. Let's continue to uh, invest through this down market and uh, ultimately see some green at the end of the, uh, the storm clouds we've kind of been going through here lately. So uh, with that being said, I will catch you guys in the next one. Thank you for stopping by and uh, I will see you on Thursday's episode. Take care. Thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.